We are all worthy, strong, and committed, and we are ready to go beyond our own limitations. Welcome back, my friends and loved ones, to the Rebel Minded Podcast. I'm your host, Zach, with my co-host, Thor, of course, and I'm here as a friend, a creator, a powerlifter, and a provocateur. And we are here to learn to question the one thing that keeps us from our best, ourselves. Join me as we dive deep to question and strengthen our communication and our vulnerability, create a healthier mind to commit to our goals, and how to give more to our lovers and the world. We're going to face the uncomfortable truths of what it means to be authentically and uniquely flawed, but awesome humans. So, let's get rebel-minded. Also, I'll bring in stories of all things powerlifting, Thor shenanigans, and probably some embarrassing mishaps. Let's do this. Welcome back, guys, to the RMP. Oh my god. Um, I hope you guys are stoked about this episode. This is from a guy. Um, let's talk and do the entry. Um, welcome back to the RMP, guys. I'm your host, Zach Kenson, and we're here to question everything and be rebel-minded and take on the world as individual, skeptical, amazing thinkers, right? The more colorful we are ourselves, the more colorful we make the world around us. Yep. So, um... This next guest is somebody that I've been really, really, really wanting on. It's not somebody you would typically expect to be on the RMP because he is an artist and, you know, not, not, he doesn't exactly sit in the world of the self development, but he is a guy that inspires me. He's the guy that inspired me to get a ukulele myself. And he is an amazing human. Um, and we are going to jump into his background a little bit where he discusses the logistics and his plan for becoming what he is now. And it's a super great episode. So the biggest thing that I wanted to come from this is for people to understand that you can get wherever you need to, that reality is only stopped by your emotional filtering and you know your trauma and whatever it is that you feel like might be stopping you now is a very small piece of what gets you very small piece but a very effective piece on what keeps you from getting to where you want to go and ricky is in my opinion one of those people that has broken through he's given himself the time he's you know got himself under emotional control and he made fucking decisions and he made decisions doing something that people didn't understand that a lot of people don't understand of self-creation you know, and obviously we all have people that help us get there, but the important thing is that you choose to take on the world as you see fit. And all it takes is the right actions, the right choices, and emotional control, getting out of your own way. So without further ado, I want you guys to hear this great, amazing person. Ricky Somborn is a ukulele player who has gained a following on social media through his ukulele play-along and tutorial videos on YouTube. His goal for every video is to make it super accessible and at the same time fun to learn new music without the stress and intimidation that might usually come along with learning something new. He is a self-taught, hear that? Hear that? Self-taught musician who started his musical career three years ago, only three years ago, so he understands the struggles of being a beginner ukulele player. I welcome you, Ricky Somborn. So, uh, so as we get this going, can you tell everybody uh, who you are, what you do? Um, I kind of have a good idea idea of what you do, 
but uh, how your story got started and, and, and what it is that, that you're about, man. Okay, yeah. So uh, my name is Ricky Somborn. Uh, I'm originally from, I guess, from Florida, uh, but I've been traveling for the past two years, um, going to Europe. I went to, lived in Indonesia for five months. Um, and basically, I play and I teach the ukulele on social media platforms like Instagram, YouTube, um, slowly getting into TikTok. But that's a different whole different level of social media that I don't understand. Dude, that's um, an animal. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I basically just teach um, mainly on YouTube and teach beginners how to just pick up the uke and just start playing. Uh, I'm a self-taught uh, ukulele player, so I've never taken a music class. I've never taken a singing class. I've never done any of that. Uh, I basically learned how to play and sing through YouTube um, two and a half years ago. And now it's my full-time job teaching other people to do the same thing, to be able to play an instrument within the 30 minute, first 30 minutes, they hold the instrument. Dude, that's, that's fucking epic. That's, that's <laughs> so cool. Um, I, I, I followed a bunch of your stuff and it's, I, I know what I've picked up on just because I enjoy you, but I never actually mm -hmm. listened to your story. No, you know, yeah. I yeah. just, I just, I just love your content. So mm -hmm. what were you doing before you actually picked up the uke? Yeah, I was working, I was living and working in New York City um, in advertising and marketing. Mm -hmm. uh, I was there for like six years. And I remember, uh, you know, because like what if you on paper, like everything was awesome. Like I was, you know, going up the corporate ladder. I was mm -hmm. every year I was making more money and I uh, was working on awesome projects and in an awesome advertising agency. But like, I feel like every year I just kept getting like slowly more and more depressed like where my life was going because I was working, you know, waking up at 6am going to work, kind of like slowly hating my job, even though I was really good at my job. Mm -hmm. And I remember the summer of 2018, right before my 30th birthday, I was like, you know what, I quit. I don't want to do this anymore. So I gave my two weeks notice at my job, my lease at my apartment was uh, ending in July. So it was kind of like perfect time. And so I was like, all right, I'm gonna quit my job. And I don't know what I'm going to do. I knew I knew I wanted to do something in video. Um, maybe like be like a travel vlogger or like the next Casey Neistat, which was not going to happen. But in, <laughs> at that time, I was like, that's going to be me. Um, so I quit my job. I in beginning of July, I went to visit my family in Florida. I broke my ankle a week later. Um, and so I was like, well, shit, I don't know what to do now. I have no job. I have a broken ankle. I'm in bed for a month and a half waiting for my ankle to heal. So that's when I started really getting into the music area because I was like, Hey, I'm bored for a month. What am I going to do? Um, and also like music kind of helped me not be as depressed being mm -hmm. in bed, uh, having no job, no clue what my future holds. Uh, at that time, I didn't think that it was going to be my job because I'd never sang in front of people. I never played any kind of instrument. Um, but I just did it cause I enjoyed it. And yeah, now it just kind of snowballed into what it is now. Dude, this <laughs> And you, so this is probably one of the biggest things that I, I try to get people to see is that there's something that come, kind of comes from the center of people that can really be a super valuable gift and a super, uh, you know, capable thing if, if they're willing to look for it and find it. Yeah. And, and it's like, that's the epitome of it, in my opinion, like, I'm, not everybody has to break their ankle and be in you know, super, yeah. a super depressed situation, yeah. but I had my own version. And so I kind of want to ask you this then. So 
since you didn't know that this was going to be a thing, you know, and you have this pressure, like you're not making any money because you don't, you know, you, yeah. you quit your job and, yeah. and dude props by the way, because that's such a hard thing to just legit quit, especially in our culture. Yeah. Like yeah. it's, it's all based around, you know, financial status, Milestones, and, accomplishments, that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, so when did it start to feel like it was something that you could actually, when did it become kind of like that dream of, of, um, like when did I think that I could make this into yeah monetized yeah um I mean I I did I basically just did on Instagram and at that time in 2019 um that you know there was no way to make money off of Instagram um not like it is now which is nice but it took them a while uh so in 2019 I was basically like living off of my savings that I because I remember like right when I first moved to New York after college I was like all right uh, I don't know what I want to do. I'm just going to save as much money as possible, even though living in New York with a beginner salary is not possible. But eventually, you know, I would save a lot. I saved so much money that I was able to basically take like uh, like a gap year, just a year of just focusing on something that I could mm -hmm. just obviously I wasn't like spending all the money, uh, but I had like a good amount for 12 months. And so I basically told myself if I can't do this in 12 months, like social media, any kind of wasn't even supposed to be music, but just break into the social media um, world and have sort of a, a career in that, then I'll go back to uh, a nine to five. So I gave myself that year. Um, and then I remember, uh, honestly, it was like until last year, right after the pandemic started, um, that's when my channel on YouTube completely like took off. Like in, I was getting like maybe, you know, 200 followers or subscribers um, a month. And then the next month after the pandemic started, I had like 7,000 followers, subscribers in one month. Wow. And then it just kept snowballing and the views kept going more. And then my channel got monetized. And then now, you know, working with brands and that kind of stuff. So everything kind of snowballed right during the pandemic. So like mm -hmm. people are always like, oh yeah, the pandemic sucks. I'm like, but it also, you know, it, it really did launch probably a lot of people's digital media yeah, careers, um, because people are staying home and wanting to learn, you know, a new skill or art. Um, so that's kind of when I was like, all right, this could definitely be something. Dude, that's fantastic. And, mm -hmm. you know, despite this, this super ridiculous, horrible situation that especially the way it was portrayed. Yeah, I'm not saying that COVID was a good thing. But yeah you know exactly that like look at the stocks of what's what happened to zoom like you yeah. know there, there's benefits to things that happen i think you just have to find them yeah you know and, and it's like also trying to make the best of situation because you're, you're stuck at home uh, a lot of people are you know and i think that's also the beauty of it it's like people were like all right well i have this extra time you can either take a nap you know do whatever you want that's not productive well i guess napping sometimes is productive but uh, <laughs> of course it is sometimes yeah um but or you could like invest that time that couple of hours uh, a day into something that you really are passionate about it's a hobby that maybe one day you could make something out of it so i think that mm -hmm. shows like if you just continue working on something um not even looking at it as a monetary gain uh just because you like it then it could mm -hmm. turn into something yeah. Well, I think a lot of people too get caught up in, um, because it's part of the human condition too, is like, we're, we're, we're very much run by fear and we have to learn to be able to control that. And yeah. it creates all these, these thoughts, you know, of doubt and, and, 
you know, where you're going to get lost and not, not having direction. So how did that year go for you when you decided to make that decision? Like you, you mark your 12 months and, mm -hmm. you know, say, okay, this is how much time I have, which at first seems like a lot of time. Yeah. And then, you know, who knows how, how that went? How did that go for you? Yeah. I mean, uh, I remember when I first decided, all right, I have 12 months and literally the next day, um, I just started filming. Uh, I did, wasn't doing tutorials or YouTube. It was mainly Instagram because I, for some reason I was like, Instagram is where it's at. Again, mm -hmm. there's no way to make money off of it at that time. Uh, but I was meeting other, uh, like artists, ukulele players, um, like Bernadette teaches music. Mm -hmm. uh, she's on YouTube, a huge YouTube creator. She was on Instagram I remember she had like 12,000 followers and I was like, whoa, that's, that's a lot of followers. And I had like 800 and I was living in Indonesia in Bali for those five months. And that's when my channel on Instagram really took off. Like in one month, I got 10,000 followers because the algorithm, I guess, just liked me that month. Yeah. And she saw my video. She commented on one of my videos and she was one of the first teachers on YouTube that I watched. So I was like, oh my God, this is so crazy. Like she... <laughs> She knows who I, you know, I exist and she was like, let's do a collab. <laughs> and we did a collab on Instagram and then my channel just kept on slowly growing and growing and then overtook hers. And she was like, all right, you know, you need to start focusing on social media a little bit more because at that time I was just shooting in the dark, like I have no clue. Um, yeah. So she kind of helped me with that. Um, so within, I think the first six months I got like something like 35, 40,000 followers on Instagram. Uh, just alone and brands started you know approaching me especially ukulele brands um, and they're like hey we'd love to sponsor a video or send you a uke or whatever um, and then that's when I was like all right basically I was working seven days a week so I like I hated my nine to five job five days a week but then I yep. turned it into a 24 7 job <laughs> like working all the time yeah um, which was which was nice because like I love music um, at that time I was like getting into music so um, yeah, that's just kind of, I just basically worked every day. Um, I was on social media all the time. Uh, now I try to step back, not be as much on social media. Um, you know, just be on social media when I'm supposed to, but yeah. at the time, like I was like 20 hours a day, just like working and set, you know, answering every comment, answering every DM, answering mm -hmm. every email, trying to be as present and which did help going live every day on Instagram which helped the algorithm help me get an uh, audience, but then, uh, you know, slowly you kind of have to dial it down a bit. So that's kind of like yeah. where it's nice now where I don't have to like go live, you know, twice a day, every day. So you kind of found, cause I, I think that happens to a lot of us too. It's like you, you realize that you, even when you love your work, right. You, mm -hmm. you can exhaust yourself and then oh, yeah. you kind of get into like a numb point and then you yeah. start to question your creativity and yeah. And all that stuff, well, right? It's funny because like uh, right now, like Instagram, I don't know if you've ever seen like uh, the Instagram reels, like it's yeah, super oh yeah. popular right now. Yeah. And yeah, the, crazy popular. the most popular thing is like uh, people being Instagram reel coaches. They're like, oh, my That's business is to grow. Yeah, apparently. So wow. I, I, all my, my newsfeed is like, hey, if you want to grow, I grew, I grew 6,000 followers in a month by posting every day or twice mm -hmm. a day and being live. I'm like, I click on their profile they have a team of like 10 people that help them create these videos, but they're telling, you know, people like myself, who's I'm, I'm a one person show like, Oh, you have to create two videos a day to grow for mm -hmm. 60 days in it, you know, straight. I'm like, that's 120 videos 
in two months like that. And then also add on to the live streams. So I think it's funny when they're like, yeah, just do this simple trick, post twice, twice a day, go live twice a day, uh, engage with every comment and DM. I'm like, that's, that's a full-time job and yeah. not the regular person can't dedicate 12 hours a day just to Instagram. Mm-hmm. So I think that's pretty fun. They're like, yeah, it's super easy to grow. I'm like, that's not that easy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I think it definitely does take a lot of work. And this kind of leads me to that next question then is like, I, I came from a typical blue collar job, you know, and, and I spent years and years doing it. And, and I didn't necessarily, like, I didn't necessarily like it, but I didn't really understand that there was possibly something outside of that. I think that my mindset was pretty limited. Um, but kind of like you, I got to the point where I was like, what am I doing? Like, this is so exhausting. I, you know, you look forward into the future, 10, another 10, 20, 30 years. And like, is that, that Mm -hmm. can't be it. Right. Yeah. Like, and I realized that I was kind of waiting for some sort of break, like somebody to tell me that I'm awesome or something like that to, to allow me access to a different world. And then I figured out, oh yeah, um, I kind of have to do this myself. Mm -hmm. Um, but the question I kind of want to ask is like in that comparison with you doing your regular nine to five and like you were I, like, I get it. You're, you're earning good money. Like you're, you're finding, you're, um, you're climbing the ladder. Yeah. Um, do you actually think that that was ended up being more exhausting than what you do now? Because you put so many more hours into what you do now. Mm-hmm. And th- the thing I'm kind of getting at is that passion thing. Cause that's what I want yeah. people to hear is like the, your capability because of your passion and like your mm-hmm. energy levels because of your passion. Right. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I remember when I was working in marketing again, like every year getting that, you know, that bump in, um, you know, m- how much money I made every year, my salary. Mm-hmm. But I remember every morning waking up and just like, literally the first thing I would do waking up was like, I would just be like, why do I have to go to work today? And it's like Monday, you know, I had the whole weekend just to relax, but then Monday comes, I'm like, oh my God, I hate my life. <laughs> um, you know, just like, you know, every, the entire process of waking up, uh, you know, yeah. it just was terrible. And I was just like, I don't want to go to work. Um, so I think that that's when the, that last year, like the last six months when I was in New York, like every morning, it was, it was just getting progressively worse. And I was just thinking to myself, like, there's no way I can do this for 20 more years. Like mm-hmm. this is, it's just going to be bad, yeah. uh, mentally, physically, everything. It was just bad. Um, so that's when I was decided, all right, I'm going to cut ties with this right now. I can always go back to it. That's the beauty of, you know, these jobs. Like you can always go back into it. If you're, if, if my social media, whatever, uh, kind of tanks, I'm like, I know I have the skill set to go back to the corporate world and find a job. So that was mm-hmm. kind of like what I was like telling myself. Uh, but now, uh, especially in the first like year of doing social media, like I remember I would, I would, I learned how to edit. So editing a video, uh, like a four minute video took me like five hours in the beginning to do like I had no clue how to edit. I had no clue, sound, lighting, all that stuff. I was learning that in the process of it. Yes, it was frustrating, but I was like, all right, if I learn this next week, it's going to be, and you know, 30 minutes less next, the next week it's going to be less. And so that way I can maybe edit a video in 30 minutes, not four hours. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was working until like 4am, you know, editing, uh, recording that kind of stuff. And every day until like two, three in the morning, four, sometimes four in the morning, going to bed, waking up at 9am because 
I told myself I'm going to upload at 9 a.m. So I was like getting not as yeah. much sleep as I was previously, but because I, in my head, I was like, well, I want to make this something. And if I don't put my all, you know, uh, then it's not going to happen because it's not easy to make it in the social media space. You really yeah. have to work your butt off, um, especially in the beginning. Um, and I'm that type of person where like, if I want to do something, I'm going to do it like 110%. Like I'm not going to, I'm going to do it every day and I'm going to do mm -hmm. it until I see something or any kind of result. And then I'm just going to keep on going because I know it works. So mm -hmm. that was like my mindset. And I never got like exhausted from it because again, uh, it was a hobby of mine, a passion of mine, and it turned into something that I really wanted to pursue. So I didn't care if I was spending 16 hours a day working um, compared to, you know, my 10 hours a day working in corporate, but I hated all every 10 hours of that. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's kind of like, it makes sense. If you're super passionate about something, it really doesn't matter how long you spend on it uh, because you're working toward a goal um, that you want to achieve. Yeah, yeah, I it's it's amazing how you can have a plan and then you see how it doesn't really like you can make the progress but it doesn't show up the same way that you think it will like you're yeah. super optimistic and then you know you realize actually how messy it is how challenging it is mm -hmm. um and i think people struggle with that too you know it seems yeah. like you were super optimistic you know and super like 100 every day yeah um so what do you think the best advice you could give to people that want to start something Mm -hmm. that kind of feel that same way because I feel like a lot of people I had trouble with this in the first at, at first was like well I'm not making money at it so yeah. is it real like can yeah. it be real and I've had you know I've had my fair share of friends that are like dude I know you like doing this but and I like you, you like doing your podcast and your men's projects and stuff but you know you have to think about how you're gonna make money and it, you can't yeah. even explain it to people that don't you know that don't know that that yeah. environment and that realm of you know, passion, I think, but mm -hmm. what would you have to say to people that struggle with that? I mean, again, I think what, how I approached it is like, I gave myself a 12 months and I also like prepared for those 12 months to not make any money. So I mm -hmm. think that's the first thing is like, make sure you're in a position where you can take off six months, a few months, however, however yeah. long you want to take, make sure you're kind of financially like, okay, for those few months up to a year. Um, so that's kind of what was like my safety net. It's like, all right, mm -hmm. I know I have 12 months uh, in my savings account that I can, you know, live off of uh, and then just keep working at it. Um, I would also say like it, nothing comes easy. Like, I mean, there's some, you know, obviously some instances where people like are overnight, you know, successes mm -hmm. or whatever, but like, that's not realistic and it's probably not, chances are it's not going to happen. But if you love what you do, um, and just keep on going at it. Like, don't, I know, I'm, I think my parents still are just like, wait, how do you afford to be able to do all this stuff? Like, wait, who's watching you? Like, uh, like when I remember I did live streams on YouTube, I still could technically do them, but like, I remember I was in Florida and I was like, oh, I have a live stream in three minutes. So like, what do you mean a live stream? And my parents like older, so they don't have no clue. I was like, yeah, I have, uh, I do YouTube live streams. They're like, wait, so like, who are you talking to? Because they hear me talking for like two hours. Like, who are you talking to? I'm like, people that watch me on YouTube, like, what? I don't understand it. And then all these like, um, you know, companies I work with and being able to do shows and stuff. They're just like, wait, how are people finding you? I'm like, through social media. Um, so I'm still every time on the phone with them. They're like, wait, are you still doing social media? I'm like, yes, that's my job. <laughs> uh, so they don't understand it, but I get it. it's It's definitely hard to 
conceptualize that you can make yeah. a living or a, a business or whatever out of kind of thin air, right? You just yeah. post you, social media. Um, there is light at the end of the tunnel, but you just have to really work toward it. And that's the beauty of now is like social media can open so many doors business-wise, career-wise, whatever. Um, you could literally make your own business out of thin air. Um, mm -hmm. That's what the beauty of it. And I think for me, it just shows like, you know, I, I had zero musical background and now I'm teaching and doing music. And in, in the span of two and a half years, I created my own little uh, like business brand, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. um, so if I can do it, anybody can pretty much do it. You just have to really work at it. Yeah, I, I think that that's something that it's super cliche to say, but there's so much truth in cliche a lot of the times, you know, and uh I think uh, I think people get caught up in that, especially if you've been, if you've been raised a certain way and conditioned like in not to diss our parents or anything. But if you've only learned a certain way, then you have to you have to push past a boundary to where you're you're more open to because most people are going to be online. Like, how is it all these people are making money? How do I make money yeah. doing this? And I think it has a lot to do with community. Like if, if you have a passion, you have something that you're really, you know, really, really into and you're trying to give value to a, to a certain type of person then yeah. it's going to be community and your community is what's yeah. going to support you and, you know, push you forward and, and keep you going. Um, I, <laughs> I do want to ask you about uh, the, um, <laughs> where did, where did the, the, the thing of like the mini guitar come from and the, oh. the, the guitar versus ukulele come from? Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's, that's been like one of the funniest things that I've watched. <laughs> Oh my god! On your social media, for me, it's like uh, I I kind of like to troll a little bit. Um, oh, so dude, I remember, it's hilarious! I, I forget when it started, um, but I remember, I think it started on YouTube where yeah. I would get comments and like YouTube comments and Instagram comments. I think YouTube is a little bit nicer at times, um, but like for uh, one of my videos, kind of like took off on YouTube. So obviously, the more you know, it, the video gets visibility. There's going to be people mm -hmm. who like, like it and then hate it. So the people that hate it really love to tell you that they hate it. So like, oh, this God. mini guitar sucks. You know, uh, ukulele is a kid's toy. Um, so then oh. I was just like right back, and I would I would put the comments from YouTube and I put them on my Instagram stories, and then I would also mm -hmm. then get people who like I guess stumble across my page. And they're like, oh, this guy hates the word mini guitar, which I think it's funny. But like, I was kind of playing into the fact that like yeah. I hated it, uh, you know, which I didn't. But it's more engagement for helps the video. So I was like, dude, right, so smart. <laughs> so then people were commenting like, oh, ukulele sucks. It's a toy. Uh, guitar is so much better. Like, and then I remember I did a video on Instagram, uh, Instagram Reels, and it was basically like, um, I don't, I don't know what it was. It was like. Uh, you want to learn how to play the ukulele, but you don't want to do these things. So it was like change uh, uke strings, learn the E chord. And then the last one was like, admit that ukulele is better than guitar. And it was like literally <laughs> two seconds. Like it was just like text two seconds and it was it. And that video has like, I think almost like, I think it has over 400,000 views on Instagram. <laughs> and it's like all, it, it probably landed on like guitar, Instagram, the, uh, you know, the hashtag or whatever, because like majority of the comments are like, what how can you ukulele sucks like guitar is so much better and like i look at the shares and there's like you know like i don't even know there's like three or four thousand shares so i'm sure those people that shared it were like guitar players or in the guitar community and like i really pissed them off so yeah. that's like really what started that snowball of like 
I try to post one video like a week being just like, oh, ukulele is better or the mini guitar because people like love to hate that. And then especially my community, um, we call them the, the potato squad and they <laughs> are in the, they're in the, uh, you know, in the joke. So like they will always comment, uh, you know, mini guitar or, um, you know, that kind of stuff. And we also yeah. now have started to piss off the uh, Vance Joy Riptide crew oh dude yeah i know um, i've been i've been seeing so, that <laughs> so which is funny because they're very hardcore uh fandom and yeah uh you know but it's just it's just funny to me that to be able to obviously it's a joke and um you know I, obviously i don't hate guitar i don't think guitar players are less than ukulele players some of them mm-hmm. but maybe not all of them um <laughs> and obviously riptide is an okay song but every time i do a live stream I always get play Riptide, please play Riptide. I'm like, if I have to play Riptide one more time, <laughs> I've played it like probably not joking over 10,000 times in the past oh, man. two years. Like it's so, it's insane, but everybody loves that song and I, it's a great song, but um, I don't know. I just like to troll and just have, have fun with it. I think that's one of the reasons why <laughs> my Instagram page kind of took off as well. It's because like, I don't take myself that seriously. Yeah. Like I'm not, again, I'm not a professionally classically trained musician i never took any classes so like i i might play the ukulele completely wrong uh, and i've had other ukulele players um like kind of be angry because they've trained their entire life yeah uh, you know they've dedicated decades um you know of uh, time and time to learn the music and i i appreciate it i think they're so much better than me uh but like i just play because i have fun and I think that's what people like. Cause I'm not like very, I'm approachable in that sense where like, I don't make things intimidating. Like I'm yeah. not going to teach you a super hard song, but like you, you suck because you can't play the E chord. I'm like, I sometimes can't play the E chord and I teach you to. Yeah. So like, it's, it's okay to not be, uh, you know, excellent at one thing, but like, if you're just having fun with it, then that's it. Like that's, that's all really that matters. Um, and I think a lot of people enjoy that because you know, not everybody's a, a musician, right? But yeah. everybody likes music at some at a certain degree. Uh, so if you want to play your favorite song, but you only know how to do a down strum, or you know only know two chords, that's enough. You can learn a mm-hmm. song with three chords, easy chords, and that's it. Um, but then there's some other players who are just like, no, you have to do like this finger picking pattern style, do all this crazy, you know, do all these diminished chords, and that. I'm like, nobody. If you're starting off. You're not going to know that off the bat. Yeah. So I'm like the, the gateway uh, drug into going into intermediate, you know, higher level uke players. But I'm just kind of like the beginner, like, hey, if you have 20 minutes, you can learn Riptide if you really, really want to. As long as I don't have to play it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, and, and I think that's the beauty about uh, about levels and stages. It's like you can be something for somebody. And, and what better position than to be the person that helps people get into something that they really love. Like, yeah. I understand, <clears throat> I understand like formal education about things. Um, and I think it can be done either way, you know, but I think mm-hmm. the point of relativity and being personable really yeah. helps people lean into something. Like you're a big reason that I have a ukulele, nice. you know, and am I good at it? No, I am not. Um, <laughs> but, but, you know, for my own thing and going back to like the guitar ukulele yeah. crap, yeah. probably most of them are men, right? Oh, yeah. 
So I, I do a lot of like, uh, I pay attention to psychology and, and human behavior and I get a lot into masculine feminine en energies and stuff. Yeah. Um, and I know that's not where we go, but I understand why there's probably a lot of men that do that because yeah, at the end of the day, a guitar is probably more masculine to them and more oh, dominating. Yeah. And you get this image of like, you know, on a stage getting girls, like yeah. ripping a guitar, like I get it. Yeah. Um, but a ukulele for me was like, it's it the pure tone. Like there's something mm -hmm. about like the purity of a ukulele that I yeah. absolutely, absolutely love. Guitars yeah. sound awesome. Like I've heard, you know, you hear guys shred on guitar. Fantastic. But there's yeah. something pure about a ukulele. And mm -hmm. I think it's fantastic, man. I think it's one of the coolest freaking uh, instruments out there. Um, yeah. I, it's such I've a done, unique sound. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and just so you know, like, I think that Riptide is a great song, but I only ever wanted to play Somewhere Over the Rainbow by Iz. Nice. So, yeah. uh, yeah, that was the ultimate goal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I think that, I think that what you bring to the table is so inviting. Mm -hmm. Like it really, it really makes people feel really, uh, like they can approach you. And I, I hope that like, it's like, obviously it's feeding you know, what you, what you love. And I think it's fantastic. You know, I think it's, I think it's great. Um, also, where did the little, uh, finger the hand tiny, things come hand? from? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, I forget. Cause I looked I, back I, into your stuff and it's kind of been there for a couple, what, a couple of years. It has, I, I remember, uh, it, when I was still living in New York and for some reason, uh, I think one night after the bar or something, uh, my friends and I, there was like a, like a little, like, um, there was like a store that sold the most random things and it was a pack of 10 tiny hands. And I was like, this is the funniest thing ever. And I bought it. And then like a year later, like you just slowly lose them. So I had like three left and I was like, all right, I'll, I'll just keep these two. Um, and I remember, I forget well, randomly. I was like, again, my Instagram, I don't really take myself that seriously. And I see mm -hmm. all these other ukulele players, like really like playing, like, you know, Mozart like you know all these classically mm -hmm. things on the uke I'm like nobody's taking themselves like everybody's taking them so seriously I want to kind of break that up a bit so I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna pose with tiny hands with the uke and <laughs> and people were just like wait what and then people were and then I'm and then again my trolley aspect of it people are like dude like why you have those tiny hands I'm like what do you mean those are my hands so like for a tiny portion of my live streams I would only do live streams with tiny hands because I wanted people to be like, what are you doing? And I'm like, what do you mean? What am I doing? These are my hands, even though they're like literally, you know, like two inches, you know, tall, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and that, that again, would piss off people that took themselves too seriously. A lot of these people would comment like, those are clearly not your hands. I'm like, nope, they are. I don't know what you're talking about. They're my hands. <laughs> and they would just get more angry and angry, uh, which will then make me kind of, you know, happier and happier that I was like kind of getting to these people that just take themselves too seriously. Yeah. Um, and then it's just been kind of like a thing now that people will be like, Oh, where are the tiny hands. And then, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, bring out the tiny hands. Um, but I still need to figure out how I can play the ukulele with the tiny hands. Cause I need, maybe you need to get like a different brand of tiny hands. Um, Dude, to be I will call you a God if you can pull that off, because that'd be so cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm looking for the perfect tiny hands. I've been traveling and like looking in every like store if they sell like 
because these are like rubber so that you can't yeah. even like play the string i want to get one that's like wood or something yeah that way it can actually strum so yeah that's like my goal <laughs> my goal for this year dude life goals that's fantastic yeah, yeah. but I, I think that's my favorite thing about is is you just have so much fun like even yeah. if you come off passive aggressive like you're kind of using it to your benefit mm-hmm. you know yeah. and you're not hurting anybody and like you're you're standing your ground like you have boundaries yeah. mm-hmm. um and i can't for for me personally i come from like being a very serious person my mom's always told me i have an old soul and like you know um and it's it's therapy for me to try to enjoy things and and you bring yeah. that to me so i appreciate that man nice. um but i think you do it for so many other people too it's 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 super great yeah, um, i think just I think that's the beauty of just being able to like, just relax and like, uh, especially, um, I don't know. I see a lot of people like, especially the, the people that leave like the hate comments, DMs, which are mm-hmm. the, I, I, I always find them like pretty like comical because it's always like, Oh, you're the worst. The ukulele sucks. I hope like, uh, I forget one person was like, I hope somebody runs over you with a car while you're playing this song. And I'm like, and I always respond back because uh, in the beginning I was like, oh man, that kind of, that kind of hurts my feelings. Uh, yeah. But then a- a- after a while you kind of just get, I guess, desensitized to it. Cause you, yeah. I mean, I, I get, you know, hate comments in my DMS, especially mm-hmm. like every, every day, you know, um, just from people just being like, you suck, this sucks, you're ugly, whatever. I'm like, if you're going to try to hurt my feelings, do it like a little bit better. Not say like, <laughs> my, you know, not say that my beard looks stupid today or whatever. Um, but I remember one, I mean, 99% of the time I always respond back yeah. I'm like, dude, what happened in your life that you're so angry mm-hmm. that somebody that's playing the ukulele on Instagram is really pissing you off that much that you have to send a direct message saying how much you hate me. Like what yeah. happened in your life that is making you so, uh, angry and yeah like 90% of the time they're like, dude, I didn't think you're going to see this. I'm so sorry. Like, I love what you oh, do. Wow. I'm like, and it's majority of the time. And I'm like, wait a minute, you sent me a direct message. So clearly you wanted me to see it. Like, yeah. no, I think you're awesome. You're funny. It's, it's, it's funny to be able to like do what you do. I appreciate it. And I'm like, so it's always like, they always apologize when they send a nasty direct message, but they didn't think I'm going to see it, which yep. that doesn't make any sense, but so that that's that's what's I kind of helped me with the whole like hate comments and stuff because like majority of the time I'm like these people are either unhappy, um, they're not in a good place, you know where they are or whatever mentally wherever. Uh, so I'm just like I just kind of let it slide, but uh, yeah. I'll always respond back, be like, dude, are you okay? Like, why are you so angry? Um, and that's usually the outcome. Did but that's that right there is I mean I don't know if get a little sappy here but that right there is like human empathy Mm. you know is is understanding where people are projecting because you take it back to like where i can see how people can get like that when you i mean make an assumption just just for you know for maybe definition of of the situation but Mm -hmm. going back to like where you were and you were miserable and you know hate your job Mm -hmm. and that that ends up usually coming out in a, in a different, in a different oh, space yeah. and you're projecting it onto other people. Yeah. And if you can see that and, you know, realize that maybe people are just miserable and they mm-hmm. want somebody to blame or, you know, just because it, their life is in a situation that really sucks for them, you know, it, it's, it makes it easier to handle probably. Yeah. 
No, you it, know, hundred percent. It's, I mean, I remember when I was at my lowest, like, obviously I, I don't, I don't think I've ever really like sent a hate message because i feel like that takes too much effort um it does like, it really does you know I, I remember like you know my friends also being like hey dude are you like because usually i'm like a pretty like outgoing like i love to be around people but those last like six months i was just like majority staying in my apartment like it was bad i didn't want to see people so like i think that's how it comes out like obviously it comes out in different ways for different people but like for me it was just like more closing myself in but I know a lot of people, especially friends who have gone through like harder times and their whole like characteristic kind of changes of like becoming a little bit more snappy. So that's mm -hmm. how I uh, handle social media, especially that side of that uh, aspect of it. Like uh, when people leave really mean comments or just like comments out of the blue, I'm like, oh, okay, they're probably going through something. I'm not going to like, I don't want to make it worse by being like, oh, you suck too. Cause like, that's not going to yeah. help anybody. I'm usually yeah. just like, uh, is everything okay? Like, why are you so angry? Um, and then they usually either be like, oh, I'm so sorry. Or they just go straight into it. Like I'm a terrible ukulele player. I'm like, oh, well, that's valid. You know, like <laughs> I'm not the best. You know, tell me how to improve. Yeah, man. But you can get feedback. Like that's, yeah, I love that's kind of, yeah. Like it, it really helps us grow. Um, so where, and I, I don't, you know, I, I don't know how you'd answer this um where are you headed next like you, you're doing this thing and you're doing really good like you have a great community and you, and you yeah. enjoy your time um where are you where do you think you're headed uh I think I mean um <clears throat> uh, my whole like music career I, I hate to say music career because like I feel like I'm not really a musician I'm just like somebody that got lucky on YouTube Instagram yeah, I think um, you're somehow, a musician. <laughs> I, I'm getting there so I think maybe in you know next few years like maybe performing on stage but again I'm more of a digital yeah. artist than like in-person artist uh I remember my first time playing in front of people was at um uh the L Los Angeles ukulele festival okay uh, in 2019 and I the first time I ever played in front of in front of anybody I played in front of like 300 350 people and I remember I just blacked out completely uh I oh, said wow um I forgot what, what I sang. I don't even know what I sang. Uh, I know a lot of people on uh, YouTube and Instagram, they, they were at that concert. So they were like, dude, you weren't that bad. I'm like, I have no recollection of being on stage. I remember my, my knees just like shaking, my fingers feeling numb. Like, just, Oh, man. But yeah, so uh, I think maybe moving toward, you know, like in-person sort of onstage stuff, but also... Um, I want to kind of branch out into not music as well. Okay. Um, so uh, I have a second channel, the YouTube channel that I want to start like kind of growing and focusing, uh, you know, more content on just like, just more things that I enjoy that are not music related. So um, I don't know really what that's going to be look like, but that's kind of my uh, project that I want to work on, um, you know, for the rest of this year and next year, uh, just to kind of build that social media platform out um for the youtube second youtube channel um and then i don't know I'm, I'm the type of person that like i don't really plan that much ahead so like a year from now i'm gonna do the same thing what i did with music i'm gonna give myself a year to try and branch out into something that's not music related and if it doesn't work out i still have my music um to fall back on which i still mm -hmm. love a lot but i definitely want to try to diversify and not just be a music ukulele player yeah. Um, whether that be I learn a new instrument and incorporate that or 
do something completely different. Yeah. No, I, I, I honestly think that that comes with um, not being self-made, but like paying attention to what you love is mm-hmm. the growth kind of automatically just puts itself there. Like you, you yeah. become curious, you become more creative when you're not stressed and, you know, overly, you know, limiting your mind. And like, you only think about this one thing that is actually for yeah. somebody else's dream and not your own. Mm-hmm. Right. <clears throat> so, I mean, music for me was accidental. Like I didn't like, yeah. I did, di- I wasn't like five years old. I was like, I want to be a singer yeah. or whatever. Uh, it kind of just happened after I broke my ankle. I was like, all right, well, I guess I'm bored. I'll go into music, but never thinking it would be my full-time job. So now I still kind of feel that way. That's everything's kind of like accident. So it's like, well, I mean, I might as well just go with the flow and see what else kind of accidentally happens, whether it not mm-hmm. be in music, whether it be in something completely different, whether it be, uh, you know, I'm the next Ed Sheeran. I don't know. Uh, you know, Dude. we'll see. But like, uh, no, probably not. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, I'm, I just kind of go with the flow, especially with that. And I think that it's kind of helped me, uh, per, you know, mentally be like not stressed out over numbers or whatever, because like in my head, it's just all kind of fun. And yeah. I don't take myself again too seriously with the tiny hands and all that kind of trolling. So I'm just kind of like, whatever happens, happens. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in a really good place with, you know, where I'm at. So if it stays like this for the rest of my life, okay, cool, whatever. But I feel like I will eventually want to do something different or make it bigger, better, whatever it is. Uh, but again, I'm just learning, you know, I'm, I'm learning the entire time I'm going through it, like uh, still with everything. So we'll yeah. see what happens in a year, uh, six months, whatever, but I'm just down for the ride, I guess. But I mean, what a better way to do it when you know it's coming from, from you and not, like I said, being under somebody else's thumb and like yeah. following somebody else's dream. Yeah. Cause I can, you know, if I, if I, if I really don't feel like filming tomorrow, I wake up and I'm like, I'm not into it. Or I give myself a week break, which is a great, op- you know, like that's a great position to be in be like, I'm not going to do anything for a week, which uh, I don't think I have maybe have done that. I don't know, but uh, it's nice to be able to mentally just check out for a bit and know that like, I can always go back to it the next day. I don't have to be like, oh, I have to film X, Y videos because yeah. I'm on, you know, it's it's nice to be able to be like, all right, tomorrow, just watch Netflix or something or go yeah. for a walk or, you know, whatever. Um, so yeah, it's, it's nice to be able to have that, uh, especially that helps with like, you know, sometimes I do feel overwhelmed, especially with um, social media. And like, uh, I mean, there was a few times where I was just like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore because it is overwhelming. Um, and it's not even just the hate comments. It's also the, it sounds bad, but the positive comments sometimes also like get really overwhelming, um, because I want to get to everybody. I want to respond to everybody. I want to respond to every DM and I feel bad that I can't get to everybody. Um, and then me checking out for like two or three days, then all those messages, DMS, that kind of stuff, they kind of pile up. And then I feel bad that they're piling up and then, I want to respond to them, but then I'm like, well, it's already been two or three days. They're probably like, oh, this guy is an asshole. He's not responding to my DM. Then I'm like, oh, wait, crap. That's even giving me more. Like, I don't know. So I just kind of let it be. And then it's like a cycle where I'm just like, all right, just open every DM, you know, message him back, even if it's a week later. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely overwhelming sometimes. But then, uh, you know, I get, what isn't overwhelming? So that's called. Yeah. Something. 
Yeah, I, I've I've posted a couple of times about stuff like that. It's like it's it's going to be work and it's going to yeah. be exhausting. So which way would you rather do it? Would you rather mm-hmm. do it doing a job that you hate or would you rather do it following something that you really enjoy doing? Yeah. You know, it's going to be work regardless. It doesn't matter. Yeah. There's going to be challenges. There's going to be, you know, flaws and failures and like all that stuff. How do you want yeah. to do it? Yeah, exactly. Um, and the, so is there kind of like a, like a motto that you keep to yourself or like this, uh, this idea of the way to approach and, and lean into this stuff? Cause it's people hear so many different things about what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, when you very first started, like you gave yourself time, but you also gave yourself that option that is almost like a B option. Right. You know, and yeah, you hear Tony Robbins a, say, you know, burn the out. boats or whatever, yeah. you yeah. know, and that's not necessarily necessarily what you did, but maybe you at the same time had that mindset, but do you have something mm-hmm. that kind of keeps you tied in and leaning in even to where you don't know what's coming or. Yeah. I think for me, I something mean, gives, I think, gives people some relativity. Yeah. I think for me, it was like, um, having, I mean, obviously social media and that kind of stuff, like it's such a, I mean, nobody has like that formula that you can, if you do these steps, you're going to be famous. You're going to have all this money. There's no, everybody's completely different. Like what works for me might not work for somebody else. Probably won't work for other people because like it was timing. It was luck. It was the algorithm that day was like, Oh, we're just going to push this video out more. And then that's kind of how it happened. But what I always say when people ask me, like, how do I, I want to do this. I want to, I want to, I want to get into the social media aspect, whether it be music or whatever. I always say like, find somebody that is in the field already. So like kind of like a mentor, right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously, you know, pick their brain, obviously what's worked for them. is not going to work for you. So that was kind of with me with uh, Bernadette teaches music. She was on YouTube for like two or three years. She had an established channel. She was on Instagram and we kind of like, I remember after our collab, I was like, you know, just asking her all these questions because I had no clue about YouTube. And she like walked me through all of it. And then she also has a really good business sense because uh, I think she majored in business in college. I don't know, something like that. But she had like really good uh, knowledge of like um, how to, you know, interact with brands, how to pricing all that stuff like what how much is you know if they're like oh we can give you this amount i'd be like okay how much uh content should i give them for this amount she'd be like all right well you're at this level but like nobody gives nobody tells you that and i think that's also kind of the messed up part of social media like everybody keeps that information to themselves like oh this is how much a brand deal should be or this is how much a piece of content should be worth like nobody really talks about that because i feel like one people are kind of insecure about talking about that. Be like, oh, well, I got $100 to post this video. Um, but then somebody be like, oh, I, I asked for $50. I sh- I'm undervaluing myself. And then people get like insecure about like whether they're overcharging, undercharging, whatever. Um, so that thing, that was like the one thing that I, really helped me. It's like having that mentor to be able to speak openly of like, this is what I charge. This is what I do. This is how you should navigate this field. Uh, but again, a lot of the things that she did, it maybe didn't work for me or did work for me, but um, having that person that you can like bounce ideas off of that is in the same kind of space um, is super helpful because it, a lot of the times, I mean, especially in social media, I mean, I'm usually alone filming, like I don't have like a band or whatever, like it's just me editing, uploading, uh, you know, filming, 
doing this all by myself in my apartment by myself. Um, so it's kind of a lonely job sometimes. So yeah. having somebody that you can talk to and relate to in that kind of loneliness aspect mm -hmm. of it, because people don't understand like, oh, it must be so cool to be able to work from home, which I mean, now people are learning that working from home 24 seven is not the most fun sometimes because like yeah. you don't have that community of people around you at your job that you can just like have a coffee with or whatever. Um, so like, it's nice to be able to relate to somebody that's like been doing this for even longer than I have that knows like the struggle of like uh, filming a video and the audio just kind of cuts out halfway through and then you have to refilm it. And it might not seem like a lot to somebody that doesn't know how long it takes to set up lights, set up audio, set up, you know, film, making sure, uh, you know, everything looks good, maybe sure it's focused. Like people don't understand how much work it takes to do one single video. So mm -hmm. when you have somebody like, oh, I totally get that. That happened to me last week. You, you feel like, okay, I'm not alone in this aspect of like, because it sounds stupid. Be like, oh, I filmed a video today and the audio cut out halfway through and I have to refilm <sighs> this five minute video. People are like, dude, that's, this is your job. Like, you, you know, do it. I'm like, but sometimes it just gets frustrating. Um, oh, yeah. And so it's nice to be able to relate to somebody. But that's, I think my, as long-winded, get him get somebody that's in the same space that's willing to have an open discussion about uh actually what they're doing uh maybe not tell you everything but like help you along the way um at which will make things easier one and two you won't be as lonely because depending on what you're doing it's probably you by yourself in your room filming whatever um so having that kind of like community aspect of it um and just having each other's backs because like trust me like it, this past year alone, like I've gotten screwed over with brands and because I didn't speak to Bernadette <laughs> about it, uh, I kind of just went with it. And then it really did like, it was pretty bad to a point where I was just like, oh, you know, I shouldn't have done that. Mm -hmm. um, so that way now it's like every time I get a you know a brand approaches me, like I'll be like, hey, do you, have you worked with this brand yet? Uh, do you know them? And I do my research as well, but it's nice to hear from other players who maybe had a good experience or a terrible experience yeah. uh, with it. So it's nice to bounce off um, that, those well, ideas. And that's the crappy thing about, uh, that's the crappy part, thing about social media is like we put out our best because that's what people want, right? Oh, yeah. You know, when they, when they come to, to get away or whatever, or they come yeah. to learn something from somebody is like, they're going to see your best. And I think we have mm -hmm. those videos and we have those pieces of content where we're like, man, just so you guys know, like today sucks or this week sucks yeah. or whatever. like, this is the kind of thing that happened, but people mostly don't see that. And so I think oh, the yeah. relativity is super crazy important. So it's almost like if you don't have, uh, you know, peers that are at your, your level or role models to look up to or mentors to learn from, then it can get super hard on the mind because you're almost beating yourself up about what you don't know or what you haven't done or where yeah. you've messed up or whatever. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's easy to compare yourself to other people because they're just, again, posting like their highlights of yeah. that month or that week or that day. Like, oh, look, I got a sponsorship for this major company. And you're like, well, why didn't I, why, why am I not doing that? Or why, you know, am I not ach achieving that kind of milestone? Um, but the fact of the matter is they probably are working till two or three in the morning, um, you know stressing over xyz or they've been doing this for three years and maybe i just started six months ago like clearly i'm not going to be at that level mm -hmm. but i mean i know people get frustrated because they're always comparing themselves and i i in the beginning i did that as well i was like well i want to do that i want to i want to you know be that 
cool. But then I realized doing it for a year, I'm like, oh yeah, people are only posting the best parts of their day because I was also kind of getting into that groove of like just posting really great milestones. But then also uh, I realized like that's probably not beneficial to people that are just getting into it. Um, so if people ask me like, oh, like, how was your week? I'll be like, oh, well, it was kind of shitty, but uh, for the most part, pretty good. And, uh, you know, like I'll tell them, you know, this brand really screwed me over or I had issues with that. Um, but trying to be as open, but also like, I don't want to be like this negative Nancy of like, just like, mm-hmm. oh, uh, every time I go on a live stream, people are like play Riptide. I'm like, I can't, I'm, I, I, you know. I hate my life today uh, and just sit there for 30 minutes, like yeah. crying or something. You know what I mean? Like, so I don't know. There's, there's definitely a, a balance to not just continuously upload positive stuff, but also like, you know, stuff that you want to see. Yeah, totally. Um, so just, this is, this is kind of random actually. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you made your own uke, right? Like you kind of have your yeah, own. I have it here. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, I created my own custom ukulele with uh, Dude, yeah, Hawaiian it's beautiful. Ukulele. Uh, it's a Hawaiian company. Uh, this is uh, the brand that actually uh, reached out to me, like my very first uh, brand that reached out. Um, they're like, hey, we love what you do. Um, and they're like a, they're like a smaller um, uke company. They're not like a huge corporation. They're based in Hawaii, in Honolulu. Um, and it's like a, I, I call them like a mom and pop family. Like, yeah. Um, you know, business, because like, I literally text them every day. We're in a group chat. Um, I know everybody that works there. Um, and they approached me, when was it last year? Like, Hey, um, you know, we've been working together for a year now. We would love to create a signature uke for you. And I was like, what? Like, yeah, to me, like a signature uke, that's like a, that's a big deal. Like that's, yeah. that to me, it was like, Oh, you kind of, you kind of, you, you did it, you know, you, you made it. Yeah. Um, so, cause I, I see all these other players that have been doing this for years and years and they have their own signature uke so i was like i would love to um so i got to like literally pick out every aspect of the ukulele the wood the color you know the the different design like every little peg every little screw we did a whole design for like i think it took like eight months to really come up with everything and like the font the lettering like i had no clue about any of that stuff but i was like literally researching like different letterings and fonts and like all that stuff. And um, so then we came up with this, this, the first version. And then we just recently, we sold out, which was awesome when we first did it, the first round, which was really cool. I wasn't, I was, I thought like maybe like three people would buy it, which would be me, my mom, and like one other family member. My brother probably is like, no, nah, I'm not going to buy that. Um, <laughs> you know, like my sister's probably like, wait, he does social media. Um, so like, <laughs> it was basically, I was counting on my mom to like buy at least one or two. Um, yeah. But we sold out, which was nice, which was awesome, super unexpected. And then uh, we did a second version of the signature uke because this one is like more of like a matte finish. So it's not as super shiny, but like I love super glossy ukes. Like I just love the reflection. So we came up with a second version of like super gloss um, and actually don't have that yet because it's super hard to ship to Belgium, but I got one in Florida. So it's waiting. Um, But yes, we came up with a second version. Uh, So it's cool to see that kind of grow and see people play the uke um because again like it's super accidental for me so having mm-hmm. any kind of like something that i created and i made is super cool 
So yeah. if like my music career ends tomorrow, I'll be like, at least I have a signature you. At least I did that <laughs> and I'm done. Life accomplished. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't even know that was one of my you know goals that I wanted to do. But as soon as they're like, hey, would you love, would you like to do a signature you? I'm like, yes. And then all of a sudden I was like, six months, you know, six, seven months of doing that process. I was like, dude, this is so awesome. Hopefully I get to do this again one day. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, it's crazy to me that I have a signature uke. Dude, I, I think it's, I, I think it's uh, self-recognition, you know, it, it's yeah, like, it's, it's dude, crazy. look what I, I've tried this thing just because I was, you know, I love it. I'm passionate about it. And like, look mm-hmm. what it's given me. Yeah. And it was really cool to be able to work with Leilani because again, that was the first company that was like, Hey, we love what you're doing. And I had like, I didn't even think I had a thousand subscribers on Instagram. I didn't really have a YouTube channel, but they were like, Hey, we want to invest in you and, you know, help you navigate this as well. So they sent me an awesome uke, which I also have, I think this is the first one they ever sent me. Uh, so I still have oh, it dude. with me here. Um, and then this is their Kumu line, which is like an, a little bit of an upgrade, um, but they sent me like one of their nicest ukes. I was like, dude, this is a lot. Like, why would you send me one of your nicest ukes? They're like, oh, we, we, we love what you do. We think you're funny. We think you're relatable. We want to, we want people to be able to have access to it and not feel like it's only these super nice ukes are like reserved for like the super Hawaiian players. We want, yeah. you know, anybody to be able to play it. Um, so they were the first company to really like believe in me. And then now that they're like, Hey, we want to do a signature. I was like, that's so cool. It's like full circle of like, uh, you know, going back to when we first, uh, started working together. Mm -hmm. I, do you ever have those times when, um, like you, you, you know, I'm sure you get tired of your work, right? Like, how do you, how do you, um, how do you recover? Like, what do you spend your time doing whenever, this is you know, kind of burnt out on this or kind of exhausted and you yeah. just step away. Um, I mean, I definitely do. I, there was one point where I was posting two videos a day on YouTube for like, I think three months. So that's yeah. like, that's a lot every yeah. day, seven days a week, two videos. Um, but that was when the pandemic first started and I saw my growth and I was like, you know what, I'm going to go in a hundred percent. I'm going to do, and that's what really did help me grow. But also like it, the burnout was definitely there. And there was a point where I was just like, I don't want to film. And then, I, but I always told myself like, you have to film, you have to film, you yeah. have to film. Like the algorithm is going to hate you if you don't upload for one day. Cause that's what people were telling me. Like if you're, if you upload every day consistently, you're going to grow. Yes. But then also you're going to kill yourself in the process of it. And yeah. then you're going to never want to do a video again. So one day I was like, uh, I have to film a video. And it was like 11 PM. And I was like, I have to film and have to edit it. And it has to be up by 9 a.m. the next day. And I was like, there's no way I was exhausted. So then I was just like, whatever, I'm just going to go to bed and I'll wake up at like six in the morning, try and film, edit, and it, you know, get it before nine. I remember I woke up at like 10 a.m. And I was like, oh man, I I messed up. And I was like, whatever. And I was like, literally just laid in bed. I'm like, well, if I don't upload today, it's not the worst thing. And then one of my friends, it was like Friday. And he was like, hey, we're all going to go to like, this brunch spot and like if you want to come swing by and I was like oh yeah sure I'll just go and in my head the entire time I was like oh man I didn't upload I didn't upload Mm -hmm. and then I look at my analytics and I got the highest views that day not uploading and I was like oh my god it's a sign of like (laughs) things are okay I'm not gonna you know my YouTube career is not done so now like your whole future yeah so now I kind of just again as I said earlier like if I don't feel like filming that day or if I just 
I need a break and I, I need five days. I'll give myself five days. I'm not going to, you know, break my neck over uploading and also forcing myself to film because then that also translates in video. Uh, there's some videos, uh, I think on my YouTube channel that I was just like, so not into, especially, you know, uploading two times a day for seven days a week for three months straight. Like you can tell some videos, I'm just like, not in it. Um, um, but it's, as it's maybe not as visible because I'm like trying to still be but also when I sing and I and I perform and I do that stuff I always look really sad because that's just kind of like my face it just <laughs> you know it just stays like that so um but yeah forcing yourself to film it's going to translate on video and it, people are going to be like dude are you okay like what's going on yeah like, you look sad or whatever um but yeah just knowing your limits um and if you don't film feel, feel like filming if you can't film or whatever uh, I just don't kill myself and I don't try to force myself, which helps me mentally be like, all right, I'm going to give myself a few days off. And then I'm always back into it, but I'm always playing the uke because uh, I'm always learning new songs. Um, so what I do like outside of filming, it's usually uh, I learn new songs. Um, I started learning the piano, which is cool, but then also it hurts my fingers because like the whole process of like playing, stretching your fingers is really painful. Yeah. Um, so I kind of stopped that for like the past two weeks, but, uh, yeah, I, I feel like, uh, for me, uh, my hobbies are just like, I don't even know, it, it all kind of translates around music. So, I mean, if I'm not recording music, I'm listening to music. If I'm not mm -hmm. listening to music, I'm looking up how to play this, uh, specific song, um, but then also I just like to, you know, obviously hang out with my family and my friends, but being here in Europe by myself, it's cool to just like, you know, see new places. So uh, I don't know. It's kind of sad. I'm like, what else, what else do I like to do? But it's <laughs> mainly music related, I guess. Uh, but I still love music. So it's, it's, it's nice to be able to, to kind of change it up. Yeah. I mean, but that's, that's the fucking beauty of it. In my opinion is like you can, be so in depth and spend so much time doing it and you're still being fulfilled like yeah. you might have to step away every once in a while but damn dude like what a life to be able to to have what you do and have what you love be the same thing yeah and i, I know that's you know you know again like i know that not everybody's um work is something that they love to do because i was at that point you know back in 2018 where i hated my job but i i, I didn't know that there was another way out um, but then eventually I just was like, I tapped out and I was like, you know what, I'm going to do something yeah. different. So I know, like, I'm really fortunate to be able to be in a position where like, I can have music as my full-time job. I can take, you know, a week off if I want to. So I, I, I understand that I'm in a really good position and I know that there's not everybody that can do that, but, um, I don't know if I like looking back, like at my most unhappy times in New York, when I was working in corporate, like, um, I think it's also like, I don't know. I'm trying to, I'm trying to like think of like, I knew there wasn't a way out, but also like, I kind of wanted it to be. So I, again, made it my mission to figure it out, but then obviously things don't happen the way you want it to after breaking your ankle. Um, but there is always a way out. And especially in these times, you can always create something out of nothing. Right. So yeah, if you're super unhappy where you are, um, things get better as cheesy as that sounds. Um, but they do. And if you, you just have to work toward them and you have to really, um, even if you don't know what you want to do, like there's always something that you're mm. good at or that 
there are other people in the world that are as interested in that topic or whatever it is. And you'll, you'll eventually find them if you start putting yourself out there, um, yeah. which was again, one of my big things as well. It's like pressing upload for the first time on Instagram. Like nobody knew that I sang, nobody knew that I played music. And I remember majority of my followers were like my friends, my family, people I went to high school and college with my colleagues in New York. So they were like, why did you post this song? Uh, but like the feedback was good. So then I just kept yeah. on doing it. Um, but again, that that's like the first step of just like trying something new, just do it. And majority of the times, like, I remember I was scared, like people are gonna be like, Oh, you, you suck at singing. You shouldn't do that. Or the feedback is going to be uh, negative, but it's usually always positive. Obviously there might be some negatives, but just putting yourself out there uh, will eventually create something that could maybe lead to something and not always, but could lead to something that will can change your path of uh, work or whatever, whether yeah. it be a hobby. And then that can uh, you know, take you out of that sort of low point, which it did for me, thankfully. Yeah, and, and it's, I think when people see it on the outside, they, that's what they see. Like that's yeah. legitimate what they like, they found their thing. Right? Yeah. So, so to summarize everything and put it all together, what do you, what would you, what kind of advice would you give everybody um, as far as going on this path? You know, do you have mm-hmm. habits and actions and like certain things that you attach yourself to, to keep you going, you know, that convinced you that, that you're capable of this thing? Like what, what advice would you give everybody else? I know we talked about a lot of stuff, but yeah. Um, I think having some kind of plan. So like, obviously if you don't try and focus on 12 different social media platforms, I focused on one. So mm-hmm. Instagram was my first thing. And then I started, you know, really getting traction. And then I was like, all right, I have Instagram down. Let's focus on the next platform, which was YouTube. Okay. And I put all of my energy. So not trying to do three social media platforms at once, because it's almost impossible unless you have a team behind you. But if you're starting out, it's just you typically. Um, so really focusing on one thing on one platform uh, finding a mentor, finding somebody that's already successful in that space um, that you can, you know, start some, some kind of, you know, relationship, friendship, or whatever, that they can give you some kind of guidance. And then also not beating yourself up um, if the views or video doesn't perform great in the first few months, because mine didn't. Um, and just kind of doing it because you like it uh, or you love it. It's your passion of yours. And just kind of not really focusing on the numbers as much. Cause as soon as you do that, like not focus on the numbers, then you're going to have more fun with it, which is then going to show in video and people are going to be like, Oh, I like this guy because he's not too serious. Yeah. Um, and then there's going to be, again, there's going to be people that love the same topics that you like to talk about or uh, music or whatever. And they'll find you eventually uh, if you just consistently, you know, keep putting yourself out there Um and again, just having fun with it because people like to see people that are having fun, what they're doing, not, you know, trying to force themselves into, um, you know, molding themselves into something they think that people will like, because then the people that are you're actually trying to target, they'd be like, oh, this guy isn't even that good at what we like to do because he's clearly not invested in it or whatever. So then you're not going to grow. So if you just do what you like to do, people will find it entertaining or whatever, and then you'll go from there. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's probably something that all of us need to hear the most is mm. like, trying to do it because, be else. yeah, exactly. Um, I, I think people kind of have a sixth sense, you know, and we think, oh, they're just people. Well, we're actually pretty damn intelligent. 
Yeah. You know, and I think we have a sixth sense of light and picking up on what people are doing that is real and not real, maybe. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Um, Ricky, where is the best place for everybody to find your amazing content? Wow, nice. Uh, uh, Instagram. Uh, I think that's probably my more fun platform um, okay. where I just kind of like mess around and go live. So Instagram at Ricky Somborn, YouTube, um, youtube.com forward slash Ricky Somborn. And those are like my main at TikTok. It's a mess. So Getting don't, there. <laughs> don't search me on there. Um, yeah. So YouTube and Instagram. are. That's a different Ricky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's completely different. No, it's the same, but it's just stupider. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a crazy animal, man. Um, okay, so I, I ask everybody this, and you know, it's it's just like what however you define it, and that's what I love mm-hmm. about it is it can be very unique. What does it mean to you to be rebel-minded, especially in this type of world that we live in? I think for me, it's uh, just really staying true to yourself, and again, having fun with it. I think that's probably for me, what it means is just really not taking yourself too seriously, having fun with it and just going with the flow um, and just really doing, creating a, a community and platform that you feel you want to be a part of. And then again, more people will be that, you know, part of that community. So that for me, it's just going with the flow, having fun with it, not taking yourself too seriously and just creating content and not caring what other people really think about it because at the end of the day, it's, it's you. Boom. Mike drop man. Yeah, Mike, Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Ricky, thanks for being here. This has been freaking awesome. I, I, I uh, yeah, I enjoy your content so much. Uh, you're a role model of mine. I don't know if I'll ever get to the same skill level of you. If you I know, can do it, you but, can do it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, but I appreciate being here, man. It's been great. Thank you for having me again. Uh, thanks everybody out there for being on the RMP. Um, this has been a great episode. I hope you guys check out Ricky. Um, I'll push his information to you. Stay strong and stay rebel-minded. I'm your host, Zach. Out. Hey, guys. I hope that all things we've brought here, including the people, have helped you change the way that you see the world. And if it has, then it would help us so much if you leave a rating and a comment on iTunes or give any feedback wherever you listen to the RMP. Thank you for listening in, and don't forget to follow and subscribe. Question everything, my friends.